Top 5, a show where we count things down from number 5 to number 1. We've got Matthew here this week. Hello. We also have Rodrigo here this week. Hello, Rodrigo. Hey. And this week, we're going back to a topic all the way from 2012. This is 2021 when we're recording it. And so oh. I find it odd that you can just flip those last two numbers around and get uh, get this topic. Favorite breakfast foods. Now, I know we've done mm. breakfast cereals before, but we also did breakfast foods all the way back in 2021. And I'm going to guess, or at least I hope, I'm sure mine are all the exact same. I'm going to hope that maybe we have some different breakfast foods this time around. Or if this oh, is I'll, the first time you... I'll you've... guarantee that we do, because in 2012, my stomach still worked. Oh, okay. Well, Matthew, why don't you start out with your number five? My number five is a wonderful thing that for some reason freaks people out, and I don't understand it. Um, I've actually literally had my wife refuse to make this for me because she says it's terrible and awful. And I, I don't understand. I just don't understand what the big deal is about my number five, peanut butter cheese toast. You get a piece of bread, right? Toast it up real good. Cover it with peanut butter. Put a nice sharp cheddar cheese. I was going to say, if it's sharp cheddar it. cheese, I could see that. That actually, if any other yeah. kind of cheese sounds gross, but the minute you said peanut butter cheese, I said, well, I'd better be a sharp cheddar. You get a sharp cheese. You can get away with things like a Havarti. You don't want a sweet cheese. You don't want like a Swiss. Well, so but you can get something in there that's hard, like a, a Havarti would be good, or like a, a you know, I've done it with uh, pepper jack and had it be really good. I don't know about pepper. I, I, I just know that for people that are like grossed out right now, how many of you have eaten those peanut butter crackers yeah. um, that that you can get at the store? Now, there's two types. One, you can get the little uh, the Ritz, the regular Ritz crackers version, but they also right. have the cheese cracker with the peanut butter uh, sandwich on it. So exactly. it's the almost the exact same thing. Yeah, and the really frustrating thing for me is that everybody who's ever complained about this is someone who loves peanut butter and jelly. And I'm losing my voice. Excuse me, hang on. Rodrigo, by the way, everyone is over in the corner throwing up over the uh, yeah. idea of peanut butter oh, and hush. cheese sandwiches. Oh, hush. And peanut butter and jelly seems weirder to me. That sweetness, especially like a strawberry jelly, uh, I don't want that. But you get some chewiness, you get the crunchy toast, you get the nice creamy peanut butter, you get the cheese on top. If you get the really thick, thick cheese, oh, that's so good. You get a really good bite of it. It's like the perfect breakfast. And the best part is, because you have cheese on the peanut butter, it's more portable than just a piece of toast with peanut butter. It's not like a sandwich, but you have that cheese that you can put your fingers on and not get cheese all over your fingers. See, it's perfect. It's a perfect bite. And if you don't like it, well, then we can't be friends anymore and, and you're bad and all. No, that's not true. If you don't like it, that's fine. You can, you can not like food all, all day long. But my number five, peanut butter cheese toast is one of the, the great joys of being a very, very old fat man. I, I do have something that is a lot of people will find disgusting and will also upset Matthew's stomach. I know this sounds weird, but a Tabasco flavored Slim Jim. When you need a little, mm. little bit of protein, I think it's got like 16% of your daily recommended uh, uh, dosage of uh, protein. It's also got a lot of sodium, about 30%. Yeah. But uh, snap into one of them Tabasco flavored Slim Jims 
And uh, I'm a happy camper in the morning as I'm running about dropping kids off at school and trying to get from one point to another. I usually stop in at our local gas station and um, and I'll grab a Slim Jim just to eat that, just to get a little spice in your ta- in your mouth uh, as you start the day. And also you kind of get that weird pasty stuff that's inside that plastic casing uh, that they put the Slim Jims in. And yes, it's I am removing a little removing... bit of meat and a little bit of filler. Yeah, yeah. It's actually two two servings of bread. There's so much filler in there. I, I don't know about that, but uh, I do know uh, that uh, the Tabasco Slim Jim is something that I will go to as a as a breakfast food question mark. I also know it's... that that here in our town of Hayes, Kansas, and I'm gonna I'm gonna blame this on the pandemic and not uh-huh. on so many people loving the Slim Jims. But every single Slim Jim in the in at every convenience store in town is sold out. Well, you know why that is. It's because of the it's because it's a pandemic. People are stocking up on their on their meats and they can't get the and they can't get the uh, they can't get the uh, the the deliveries in. So that's what it is. It's a pig strike. The pigs have gone on strike. Yes, I'm sure Uh, the pigs better working conditions. I'm sure the pigs would. uh, Slim Jim is only like eight percent pig. If right. 14 mostly raccoon. Yes, yes. <laughs> so there's my number five at oh, the moment. Favorite breakfast there. food. Only the Tabasco flavored Slim Jim. Don't try to feed me a normal Slim Jim because those things like are greasy and gross. But at least with the Tabasco, <laughs> you you kind of mask over some of that. Your, your taste sensors and you don't know what you're eating. Yeah, it kind of covers over that taste. Rodrigo, what do you have for your number five? Uh, my number five is... Uh, would normally be a lot higher or in the past would have been a lot higher. Um, but, uh, as, uh, as we've discussed before, um, I, I just, there's certain things that I can't eat anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so my number five is chilaquiles, uh, which is, uh, fried tortillas cooked in the way that my mom makes them, uh, tomato sauce, uh, and a few other spices. And um, it's really good, super salty, super greasy breakfast. I suppose it's good after probably good for a, like after a hangover or, so, or while you're hungover. Um, but uh, I used to eat these all the time. They're good if you fry an egg and put it on top, um, but you can just have them by themselves. Except nowadays I can't because my acid reflux would uh, just create a, a large dimensional vortex uh, in the middle of my chest if I <laughs> ate them now. Now, this is just the fry tortilla in the sauce? Yep. So what, you, what's the, what's either you fry up some tortillas or you can cheat by just getting like some tortilla chips. Mm-hmm. And then you get a big pan, like a deep pan, and you throw them in there. You throw mm-hmm. the... Um, uh, tomato sauce in there and you cook them with whatever else you want right so cilantro or not cilantro if you even um you season them however you want you can throw in pepper you can put in more salt if you want but if you're already using tortilla chips chances are those things are going to be salty enough already okay um and then so are you, the, yep, are just the cook chips them that way. soaked in the sauce yep yep okay they are they're soaked in the sauce and they absorb it and the moisture cooks out, so basically you get these like tomatoey, soft uh, bits of tortilla. Mm, sounds good. So uh, for, for the sake of Los Gringos Grande, would you say this is like maybe like a a sauce that you'd have on, on like a 
what is the thing where it's like a burrito but it's in the sauce an enchilada or would it uh, be sure like yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's like enchilada i mean we i'm pretty sure my mom just used regular you know tomato sauce that you mm-hmm. get out of a can mm-hmm. um and i'm pretty sure actually she used tomato sauce for her enchilada she just seasoned it so <laughs> right um yeah, this isn't this isn't anything special. If somebody's selling you chilaquiles sauce, I mean, chances are it <laughs> might just have more like the spices that you're supposed. You know, if you want like onion or garlic or whatever else in it, right? Um, you know, you can do that yourself. But yeah, th- it doesn't take any sort of special sauce. Sounds good. Cool. Sounds and good. Definitely don't put in special sauce. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Matthew, Pickles sound bad. What do you have for your number four? My number four is the one thing that I I can almost guarantee you will have been on my 2012 list as well as my 2021 list. And the only thing that I can guarantee you will have been on both. There are a couple that I question, but this one is absolutely on my list because this has been a favorite of mine since college. Uh, In 1989, Stephen and I moved away from our homes to the big city, uh, to Hayes, Kansas. Uh, Population 25,000 people, I believe. And in that city, they had something I had never experienced in my life, guys. It was it was the most amazing thing. Indoor plumbing. What would happen was, okay. First of all, <laughs> here's my finger. Second of all, cable television. You're from a smaller town than me, Mister Man, so you don't get to make those jokes. And I think that no, it was it was something that was interesting, and I'd heard of it, but I'd never seen pizza delivery. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. The D word pizza place would bring us pizza. And the guy who ran it, this is this is a, an embarrassing, stupid story, but I love it. When I was in college, I did not like my name. I don't like my name now, but I went by the name of my D&D character. And his last name was Murad, the, the verb in English, but it sounded like Murad, which was a name in the home country. I believe the gentleman was Pakistani of the gentleman who ran the D-Word pizza place. So he loved me because I would order pizza. I would tell him my fake last name, and he would go, oh, yeah, you're great. I like you. And so sometimes we'd even get a good deal, but my number four is just cold pizza. You get pizza, you eat some pizza, that hot pizza's good, you stick it in the fridge or you know, on the windowsill if you don't have a fridge. And then the next morning you wake up and you have a nice sort of like a, a pizza omelet you have you have that same sort of textural thing. You have your crust. Your cheese is not melty anymore, but your cheese has this nice sort of hard crust over it that sounds a little bit like a woman sneezing for no reason. You can have your 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 sauce. You can have all of the same things. It's a completely different, but absolutely necessary part of what I consider to be like the pizza ecological cycle. So you start as like pizza, then the next day you have cold pizza. And then like the third or fourth day, you have throwing away that last piece of pizza that's now actually able to hammer nails. But the cold pizza is such a wonderful breakfast. And a few years ago, uh, God love her, my wife was like, here, we have things you need to eat. She handed me pizza and hummus. And I ate cold sausage pizza with hummus. And my life was forever changed. I will never be the same. And even now that I'm old and my entire digestive system hates me and works every day to destroy me and everything that I stand for, I will still occasionally have some cold pizza for breakfast because I'm not going to give in to the 50s. The 50s are going to give in to me. Okay. Okay. Uh, so my number four, 
Uh, so I do go and do exercise in the morning, sometimes way early, sometimes not so early in the morning. But, you know, after your exercise, you're supposed to replenish your your fluids and all your salt, uh, you know, that you've lost uh, while you've no, been I, exercising. I, I don't know that. And uh, yeah, so that's why, that's why the farmers around your house put those blocks on yeah, the fence. Yeah. Oh, right. So Stephen can lick them. So yes. instead of uh, having uh, Tabasco flavored Slim Jims, I will often grab a bag of salt and vinegar uh, kettle chips. Oh, yeah. Think about oh, that. that sounds good. It is good because you get the salt, you get the vinegar, you get your, uh, you know, your your uh, saliva glands start working again so you can generate spit. And oh, man, what a great way to wash that down with some water and then uh, start your day feeling fine and bloated. So um, it ain't I, a party till the corners of your mouth start to burn. Yeah, I, I like salt and vinegar chips. Or They're expand. my fan. And I know yep. people are like, man, those first two items, Stephen, don't sound healthy at all. Oh, wait, it's going to get better. Um, but yeah, uh, when you're, we're in, you're on the go in the morning and you need to grab something fast, uh, because, uh, you were out exercising and not eating breakfast, salt and vinegar chips. There you go. That is my number four. If, if you're expecting healthy from this crew, I don't know. I, welcome to the show. I guess this is your first episode. Rodrigo, what do you Turns have for number four? That, uh, Steven's, Steven's top five breakfast items are all things that you could find at the bottom of a high schooler's backpack. Well, <laughs> my son will all be in high school next year, so. Being in store within walking distance of Steven's house. Yeah. Um, my number four is, uh, I think it's kind of sad when people see me eating it because they're like, oh, yeah, Rodrigo's had some stomach problems. and uh sorry i had to cough um and uh but this is actually something that i've always enjoyed and that's just plain white toast um mm. i have just toast as a snack all the time and i did even before my i i started having stomach problems like um i like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich i like uh you know just a, a ham sandwich or anything else that you do with that bread but Sometimes, uh, especially now, um, sometimes I'm like, well, I don't know that I can eat any given thing. And especially, so something that's always happened with me is that um, I, anytime I wake up, my stomach is like in a knot. Like I just can't eat anything for like a couple hours after I get up. Um, so toast was, you know, if I had to eat something before going to school, I could at least stomach toast. Right. So I kind of always, always had that as a thing. It's not the greatest thing. It's not the most, uh, it's not the fanciest breakfast. It's not the grossest breakfast, sure. um, but it's, uh, it's, it's reliable. Good old reliable white toast. Good old and reliable toast. Is, when Rodrigo shows up after years of being in prison at your restaurant and he mm -hmm. orders plain white toast and his brother Jaime orders four fried chickens. You'll immediately know it's him and run away from your wife, Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, that's the only way the cops will be able to even know that we were there. Yep. Exactly. When they yep. see the plates. Yep. Yep. All right, Matthew, we have come to our number three. Number three, number three, number three, number three. My number three, this is the point where I start getting into an area that I like to call uh, in my 40s, I turned into a hipster. And that's fine. 
I'm really sort of fine with that. I, I think I can live with it. But when I first moved to this side of the state, and those of you who live in cities may laugh at me when I say now I live in a city. 200,000 people, man, in a row. Um, but they had a restaurant. And I was like, what is this thing? I, I've seen this thing, but I don't know what it is. It was called the St. Louis Bread Company. And it immediately closed. But it reordered. It opened with a new name. And that name is Panera Bread. And Panera Bread and I are the best of friends. Panera Bread and I used to hang out and listen to the Bill Bixby song because I learned probably 15 years ago when I was working at the television station, I was working with the morning anchor and she and I would go and I would get my number three, a cinnamon crunch bagel and a frozen mocha. And I don't necessarily like coffee. I'm not a coffee guy, but if you dose that coffee up with enough sugar and chocolate, I will drink that mother and a frozen mocha from Panera is like just the perfect amount of here's a trace amount of coffee, mm -hmm. but there's also the sugar and the chocolate that you crave because you're basically a big child. And then you can get the cinnamon crunch bagel and you know, people say, Oh, you're a heretic with the with these sweet bagels and I'll cop to it. I mean, this is not a traditional bagel and I have been actually excoriated a number of times for loving the cinnamon crunch bagel, but it's this big soft bagel covered with cinnamon and sugar, like a, just a crunchy shell of cinnamon and sugar as if it was touched by elves. And if you can get the good cream cheese spread, they used to have a hazelnut spread you could put on there. They don't have it anymore, but they used to have that. You could eat it and you'd have sugar all over your shirt and you'd have grease all over your pants and you'd have chocolate wherever you needed chocolate to be. But man, if it's not the perfect breakfast, and sometimes, sometimes, mind you, I will go there now with my teenage daughter, who never even met the woman who introduced me to Panera, and we will go and we will have my traditional drink, and she will go, Dad, I don't like it here. And I'll go, yes, I'm glad that we are sharing these experiences. And she's like, but the coffee's not good. And I'm like, yes, it's good to share things with your parents. I agree. And that's why my number three is whatever that thing I just said is. All right. Uh, my number three, pretty basic, but you have to make them just right. Waffles. I love some good waffles. And the, uh, the, the waffles that I hate, this is a problem with a lot of people that make waffles, especially homemade waffles, is they don't let those, they either use too much batter or mm -hmm. they don't let it cook long enough. And so your waffle may have a nice golden color on the outside, but it's a floppy waffle. And if you're someone that's serving up a floppy waffle to me, I'm going to push it away and say, no, thanks to me. <laughs> the best kind of waffle is the kind where you put your fork on it and you can hear it go crispy. waffle. That is the best kind of waffle. Now I don't mind the little shallow, the shallow square waffles. Um, that's fine, but a good Belgium waffle, you know, the, big and fluffy oh, yeah. that's nice and crispy with those deep reservoirs to hold all the butter and the syrup. Ooh, that's really good. Now, if you can give me a, if you give me a shallow square waffle and it's crispy, that's good. But what's even better is to put a couple of pieces of bacon on top of that waffle and then fold it over and then put a little, uh, syrup there in between and eat it like a taco. Oh, that is the best. And so, uh, waffles, my number three. I want, I want to posit something to you right now, and you're going to say I'm crazy until you think about you're it. You're crazy. But I want nope, you to I try Nope, I thought this. about it. You're still crazy. Shut your face. Here's what I want you to try. Are you ready? Sure. 
You know how there are sloppy joes? And you know how there are waffles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sloppy waffles. You take a waffle and you fill the indentations, not with syrup and butter, but with manwich sloppy joe I, mix. I thought maybe you were going to say take the it. sandwich sloppy joe mix and put it in the waffle machine <laughs> and make the waffle out waffle? of sloppy joes. I don't know. Does it, it waffle? It won't waffle. No. You don't know but, that. Yeah, you'd have to, you have to like put in a, some, some sort you of need waffling a, agent. a binder. You need something to turn it into like a, a thing. But if you have sloppy waffles, which have a theme song, by the way, which goes sloppy waffles, sloppy, sloppy waffles, sloppy, sloppy, sloppy. No, that's, that's not a good one. No, but it's a good song and you should try it and you should eat them. They're just as good as peanut butter cheese toast. Oh, I don't know about that, but Rodrigo, we need to finish our number threes and you can either have a floppy waffle or a sloppy waffle, but you can't have a sloppy floppy waffle. You can pick your nose. You can pick your friends. My uh, number three, it's, it's actually really great that I feel that I'm being like the most vanilla out of, out of everyone. I, this doesn't (laughs) happen very often in top five. That's true. Oh, wait Usually till you hear my are. number two. Yeah. So uh, my number three is regular breakfast cereal, but you slice a banana into it. And here's here's a, here's crazy the important talk, thing man. about that. It's a year of living dangerously. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can tell the stress is getting to Rodrigo. He's put a banana in his waffle. Oh, my God. That doesn't sound too bad. They gave you waffles jam. with fruit in uh <laughs> true. But anyway, um Rudy Tootie or whatever. Um a uh <laughs> a banana <laughs> does a lot for cereal, right? Yeah, if does. you like your cardboard type Cheerios, then a banana is gonna give it any amount of flavor, right? And possibly change the texture a little bit. Um, but even if you're having, you know, cereals that are essentially candy, like Choco Puffs or uh, Oops All Berries or some other mistake of nature. Yeah. Your um, cookie crisps. Yeah, your cookie crisps. Um, if you put a banana in it, at least it's a little bit healthy. It's more sugar because bananas are very sweet. Um, but at least you're getting some potassium out yep. of the deal. Good potassium. Um, yeah. So uh, definitely, again, very straightforward. Um, you just take some cereal, slice a banana into it, eat that. No, no fuss. Yep. No fuss. Uh, you ever throw a banana in the raisin bran? Uh, I don't see why that, not. I don't. I don't. I don't eat cereal unless it has a banana in it. Yeah. Um, definitely, I've slid away from buying sugary cereals to buying less sugary cereals and then doing sugary stuff to them. <laughs> um, so definitely I'm, I'm a lot, I'm eating a lot more cereals with bananas or strawberries or, mm. you know, like chocolate syrup or I don't know, whatever we have in the fridge. <laughs> you ever get the ones with the, with the dried bananas built in? Uh, those, yeah, those, those aren't are bad. bad. Those aren't too bad. Um, there's like, like honey bunches of oats has a bunch of different variants and the, like the freeze dried strawberries are like, they don't, I know that there's, they're actually real strawberries, but they don't taste like strawberries anymore. And they have a weird texture, Yeah, they do, which I like. So yeah. it's like, I don't feel like I'm eating a strawberry. I'm eating like I'm 
I feel like I'm eating some strange, like fruit flavored not, drywall. Like, yeah, like non Newtonic alien ooze, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, the best the best uh, trick to ever pull on somebody is to really dehydrate some strawberries and not freeze dry them like what you're talking about, Rodrigo. But just you know, mm-hmm. pop some of those things in the dehydrator. And let them go until they get uh, kind of dry and then give them to somebody because the flavor gets so intense that they, mm-hmm. their face will melt off when you give them a, <laughs> when you give them a, uh, air dried strawberry. Death by dry yeah. strawberry. That's kind of how it is. It's so funny. Cause Do you it's realize like, oh. how old we are that a freeze dried strawberry is the most intense thing <laughs> I mean, do you realize how old we are that we're even talking about freeze-drying food? That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. I'm talking about air-drying, but freeze-drying, sure, sure, oh, sure. sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Air-dried no. fruit. That's, most, that's most, of the, most of the and dried the fruit. the drying of the future. Yeah, that's most of the fruit that you get, I think, is um, the freeze-dried fruit. Because that's how it uh, has that little, still remains crisp. Because if yeah. you would just air-dry fruit, it's still kind of a chewy. Like uh, when yeah, those times that I did all those apples for you guys... Um, yeah, those it, they're crisp, but they I still like have them, a little though. bit of a chewy to it. Yeah. You know, it's like the thing is like, if it doesn't, if it doesn't change the texture, then why even do it? Right. right. I mean, like a, 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 an apple that you can like bite into and you have to like pull it away from your face to, to chew it. That's, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We've made it to our number twos, Matthew. What do you have for number two? My number two goes back to the days of my youth when I was told what it was to be a man. And uh, my idiot friend, we called him Bird. Uh, I won't say his real name because he's probably a criminal and looking for me. Uh, But he used to work at the Daylight Donuts. And the Daylight Donuts used to open at like 3.45 a.m. And I would get up and I would be delivering papers. And you could go to the Daylight Donuts. And you'd walk in the Daylight Donuts. And you could give him 65 cents. And you could get two, two coconut cake donuts so it's like a, a daylight donut is a little different it's kind of a, a risen cake donut it's a little lighter and then it's covered with this light frosted sort of thing like a not like a sugar coating but like a sugar coating and into that sugar is flakes of coconut so you pick it up and it starts immediately bleeding coconut all over the universe. It's like it's just like mm-hmm. coconut everywhere. It's the equivalent of Cheeto dust, only coconut. But when you bite into that thing and you get that first sweet, chewy coconut and you get the slightly, you know, sour, creamy taste of the of the dough. Oh, so good. And we still have here in town, it's not called a daylight donuts because, well, franchises are expensive. But we still have a joint here in town that sells the donuts using something that is so close to the recipe that my idiot friend bird used to make at 3:45 AM in the 1980s that I will occasionally go there and brave their ridiculously long line and tiny parking lot to get some coconut cake donuts. One of the greatest foods of all time. They make you hiccup even when you haven't eaten one. There you go. Uh, my number two, I discovered after I met my wife, because apparently uh, this is something that uh, her mom makes her. And I discovered it the first time I went to go visit the family on a Thanksgiving weekend. It is an egg and jelly sandwich. So you toast your bread, you fry your egg in oil, right? So you don't fry it like a little bit of butter. You like fry it in like a half inch of oil. 
Right. And then uh, you put it in between the toast and you smear the top with a grape jelly. And then you eat it. And man, if one, think of one sandwich that's probably got one egg. It may have an egg and a half, but I don't think two. Then imagine a whole plate full of those things that you get to eat again and again and again and again and again and again. So are we talking like an over easy or are we talking like a sunny side up kind of No, texture? it's, it's, um, it's solid. solid it's yolk. a solid egg. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can't, cause otherwise it's too runny and then it mixes with the jelly. Uh, right, and then my wife. It. Yeah. But this is a, this is a pick up and take it with you sandwich kind of thing. Um, but uh, I guess the only time I guess my wife really enjoyed these growing up as a kid, and so does her father, uh, and he's not allowed to eat fried eggs uh, unless she's at home. So whenever we go and visit and we stay overnight the next day, it's uh, fried egg and jelly sandwiches as far as the eye can see. And boy, <laughs> uh, my father-in-law sits down at the table with a smile on his face because he knows he's going to get to eat some fried eggs. And my wife is like, oh, my gosh, egg and, and jelly sandwiches again, mom. And I'm like, mm, please more. So, yes, my number two, egg and jelly <laughs> sandwiches. I know Matthew says that jelly is blah, but I have it jelly on a fried egg uh, as part of a toast thing. And it's actually quite good. And I'm pretty sure that this is one that was on my last uh, top five. I'm sure Carl will let us know over on the Major Spoilers Discord. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. Uh, joining the Discord is free and you can hang out with a lot of other spoilerites. And uh, they talk about all sorts of things. There is a top five channel where you can share your top five thoughts. And Carl usually puts some stats in there as well. So go check it out. It's the Major Spoilers Discord. But before you do that, we still have a few more numbers to go. And Rodrigo, you have a number two that you have yet to share with us. That's right. Uh, My number two also involves egg. Um, And that is, in fact, and and again, hang on. Hang on to something, boys, because this is going to be hella bland. Um, It's a sunny-side-up egg with a big honk of um, French bread. Hmm. And then you 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 tear pieces of the French bread, and you put them on the yolk, and then you eat that. And then afterwards, you you eat the white. And I like... Is it toasted French toast or is it uh, just regular, you know, fresh no, French toast? No, it's toast. not French toast. I mean, uh, just like, a French it's bread. It's like a baguette. I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Bread. That's what I meant. Uh, the French bread. Do you, is it toasted no, or not? Just, okay. I mean, if if you can if you can get it fresh out of the bakery, that's amazing. But to get something fresh out of the bakery for breakfast means I would have had to be up mm. before breakfast. So that rarely ever happens. It's usually, you know, at least, uh, you know, at least a few hours old if I bought it in the evening the day before. But it's not too bad. Um, you know, you just keep it wrapped up and it, it doesn't get too stale. Um, and yeah, just uh, just dig in on that. It's a it's like a good, solid breakfast. The The main issue with it is that it's definitely going to give you the itis for at least a few minutes immediately afterwards so don't don't eat that and then expect to get that that burst of energy right away you're actually going to be pretty sluggish if you eat you know a quarter of a baguette with two eggs yeah yeah that that's probably a go-to-bed food as opposed to a start your day food 
Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, I, the thing is, is like the the protein and the carbohydrates give you ongoing energy, right? Yeah. But yeah. You're definitely yeah. You're it's and you know if you know check check your charts if you're diabetic. Don't just eat a whole <laughs> bunch of bread. Yep. 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 All right, we have made it to our number one. Matthew, what do you have for your number one? My number one is something that reminds me of a time uh, late in high school when I was living with my mother and her third husband. And this is very important because her third husband used to proudly refer to himself as a bohunk. His family was from Czechoslovakia. And so to this day, I can drive to the Dunkin' Donuts in my local city here. I can order what they call kolaches and a hazelnut iced coffee. And I can eat these and I can sit there with a slight sense of superiority because what they're serving me is not a kolache, but in fact a klobasniki, which is a sausage wrapped in kind of a, a dough, similar texture, honestly, to a bagel. But it's wrapped in the dough kind of like a, um, a pig in a blanket. And the ones that they sell at the Dunkin' Donuts actually have cheese in the sausage. Traditionally, the way I was always taught, you wrap the cheese around the sausage and then you cook them in the kolak dough. But when I was a kid, I used to love these things. And when I stopped actually interacting with that part of the family, I realized that you can't find those anywhere in the universe. They don't exist in Kansas. Apparently, Central European Czech delicacies are not a thing that you can just walk into any store and buy. But for a while, you used to be able to go to like you know the the Coastal Mart, and you could pick up a bagel dog, which was a hot dog inside a bagel. Mm -hmm. But now, now that I'm old, now that I've you know grown, I can literally I can go any morning. In fact, I'm going to do it tomorrow because we're talking about it. You can get yourself a kolache. You can get that hazelnut iced coffee that makes me feel like a hipster. I actually watched a movie just last night where the way you could tell the guy was a city slicker from Hollywood and not a real cowboy was that he wanted a hazelnut iced coffee. And while I was giving that movie the finger, I thought about our top five breakfast foods and how my number one will always be kolaches and a hazelnut iced coffee. Mm -hmm. Definitely not on my list in 2012 because I never had access to a Dunkin' before 2017. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that, Mr. Smarty Man. Klobot Snakey. Mm, yeah. Snake in a sandwich. Yeah. Uh, my number one, uh, breakfast burrito. There's something about putting eggs and sausage or eggs and bacon and some little bit of cheese inside of a, uh, a tortilla and wrapping it up nice and warm and eating it that way. And in fact, it doesn't necessarily have to be the what most people think of as the traditional breakfast burrito, although my favorite breakfast burrito uh, was when I was living at, at uh, California with Carl's Jr. Uh, they would have this thing that was, they must have made it fresh because the eggs that they made, that they put in it, um, were not reconstituted. You know, they're not the dehydrated egg. It's like they actually scrambled the eggs and they put that yeah, in Carl's there. Carl's claims they use real eggs. I, I, I believe it. Uh, Carl's Jr., I believe it. And then they would sprinkle over like fresh grated uh, cheddar cheese and then throw in a couple of slices of bacon that, again, look like, like they actually grilled it on a grill as opposed to just popping it in the microwave. And then mm -hmm. they would wrap that up, and that was their breakfast burrito. It was the most delicious breakfast burrito I've had. Now, I've sampled breakfast burritos from other places, 
I've never found a good breakfast burrito that matches the one that I had, you know, 20 years ago in, in at Carl's Jr. in California. Uh, but uh, breakfast burrito is just like a really great warm uh, way to start your day. And even if it's not a traditional breakfast burrito, uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to eat a, a traditional burrito for breakfast. Uh, just a burrito for breakfast, I think, is the best way to start the day, whether it be bean and cheese or some kind of meat. Uh, in there with uh, some some uh, beans or whatever. Mm, uh, burrito. That is my new slogan for life. Burrito. It's that's, what's for breakfast. That's that's my rallying cry. Hardee's? Not in Hayes, no. Okay, so we have a Hardee's, and they now yeah, have I've had, breakfast I've, burrito. I've had their breakfast burritos, and they're not breakfast oh, burritos. But yeah, you have you have to try this one because it's eggs, right? And then sausage, ham, a little bit of bacon. Shredded cheese, sausage gravy. No, so, no, no, no. Stay with me. And potato hunks, like the actual. Hash yeah, that's brown what that's what they have at Sonic. They have those things at Sonic oh. too. No, yeah. this is this better than Sonic. This is better than Sonic. No, I just, like I said, the 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 breakfast burrito that I described from Hardee's in twenty twenty or two thousand was great. Uh, and that to me is a is a great breakfast burrito. Now I'm sure Rodrigo Everything would disagree. Was better when you were a kid, I agree. Uh, but um. But that that is my number one. Rodrigo, what do you have for number one? Uh, my number one is um, the a second uh, slice chip. of white toast. Say what? A second slice of white toast. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's uh, it's it, no, actually, it's just white bread because I can't handle it if it's toasted. I, I can't. I can only toast two. The third one has to just be plain. <laughs> Yeah, your delicate constitution won't allow you to have that much toast. Uh, no, my number one is actually something that I haven't had in a long time because almost all of these things are specialty items. Um, but the traditional breakfast of my people is uh, you guys have had tamales, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you have tamales. I prefer sweet tamales for breakfast. Um, so they're usually have some sort of like marmalade uh, that they've been made with and the dough has been sweetened. Um, and then uh, atole, which is a corn based beverage. And I, I do mean that this is a traditional food of my people. Like this is some pre-Columbian stuff. Um, but would uh, have this and um, you know, sometimes you hear about people even like wrapping that in a tortilla mm -hmm. and it's like, it's just all the carbohydrates you're going to need in your life in one <laughs> breakfast sitting. Like if you're, if you're trying to cut down on carbs, don't have this. Cause literally even the drink is made out of corn. Right. <laughs> so you can't, you can't do that. Um, but, uh, if you are, if you think to yourself, boy, I really don't want to have to eat again until 2 p.m. today. Uh, you can have this, and you won't have to. This is going to stay with you. Um, just make sure that you do eat at 2 p.m. You have some roughage, because otherwise it really will stay with you. So, uh, like, so that's what What do you replace? So you have the tamal, and it's sweet, but what do you replace the beef with? Or the pork or whatever's in the in you know, uh, the so meat. that would that would be like a like a marmalade type thing is what sweet tamales mm -hmm. usually have. So like mm -hmm. a you know, 
microservices are probably the most common one you'll find in the United States, but oh. some other weirder stuff like uh, Quins. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> uh, or Fig. Uh, fig jellies are a lot more common in, in Mexican cooking. But so like generally, a mince pie flavor? Um, probably not. Like a, a mince pie is like very spicy, isn't it? Like yeah, it's it's very you know like like up your nose symphony. type spicy. Yeah. No, no, no. These are these are like it's like a, it's almost like a type of Mexican sweet bread. Like if you've ever had like conchas or mm-hmm. anything like that, it's just a I've sweet dough yet. with a sweet stuff on the inside. Um, but yeah, definitely for lunch and dinner, tamales, uh, chicken tamales, pork tamales, all that stuff is great. Um, you know, I, as a kid, I never liked uh, the rajas ones, like the, the ones that are mostly just uh, chopped up uh, peppers, um, like jalapenos and stuff. Um, I didn't like them too much because they were too spicy. And now I just, you know, because of acid reflux reasons, I just straight up can't eat them. Um, but pretty much any other kind of tamale I'm down for. Nice. All right. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Something that you can put on your to-try list every single day for the next couple of weeks. Try each one of these and report back to us, like I said, over on our Discord uh, server. Or perhaps you have your own top five uh, favorite breakfast foods you want to sh- share. Also, head over to the Discord server because other people are over there, like I said earlier, hanging out, waiting for you to, to share your ideas. Why? Because everybody loves a list. And we will see you again very soon. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.